Okay, um, today we're going to start our discussion about the Hetem Mechira. Um, we'll start with a little introduction. Um, you're probably aware the, the Hetem Mechira is what we call um, the idea that you can sell Eretz Yisrael, or parts of Eretz Yisrael, to someone who's not Jewish, and use that as a way to avoid um, the Isurim of Shemitah, or the, the Mitzvahs of Shemitah. Um, it first came up, this first idea came up in the late 1800s, or came up in the modern era in the late 1800s, um, when the Rabbanu Meretzol were not too interested in doing it, eventually went to, to big place in, in Europe, who some of them were allowed them to do it. Based on that, they did. Um, it was there was very desperate situation in Eretz at that point, and certain Gedolim in Europe told them that they, yes, it was okay to make them the Hetter, the Bechira. Um And from that time on, from that time on, people have been debating and arguing and discussing this starting from the very first time that it happened up until this very week right now. Um, the debate's been going on and on. Uh, people in each generation have been arguing about it. Um, we're not going to, by any means, uh, talk about all the parts of the Rats of Shiloh. I mean, we, we'd be here until next Shemitah. <laughs> uh, but, but we're going to talk about some of the main issues, um, some this time and some next time. Um, and a lot, I'm going to work around um, Rabbi Vadya, Rabbi Vadya Seif has a has a series of chuvas, seven chuvas, of course, in Shemitah, seven chuvas in a row um, in in the tenth chelak of Rabbi Omer um, about the Hetem Mechira. Each each of the chuvas about a different portion of it. Um, and Kedarka, he has lots and lots to say about it, um, lots of marmakarmus, lots of discussion about it. So a lot of what we're going to say comes from there. Oddly enough, some of the some of the more if we use the word Haredi Svarim about Shemitah. Nothing about Hetem Mechira. It's as if it didn't exist. Um, very surprisingly, it's like as if like like it never even happened. Which you know, I mean, you don't have to agree with it, but it's as if they don't, not like a discussion. It's like like it doesn't even exist. Anyhow, um, so just as as we're getting started, yeah, they don't even want to deal with it in terms of right. Like not even like so what you do with produce. It's, like, it's nothing. Like, like if, it didn't happen. Like nothing. Nobody home. Okay. Anyhow, so kacha. Um, so some some of the people who are most prominently mentioned about it. Uh, I'm going to mention this are as follows. <coughs> um, I don't know his point. Okay. Uh, first person to bring up is, is Rav Kook. Um, Rav Kook is not the one who started the Mechira, although he's the most famous for being starting the Mechira. What happened was, um, the, the way Rabbi Shechter says over the story, um, is that in the first uh, Mechira that they made, the first Shemitah that Yidin were near to show, um, there was no Mechira. And it was, it was a really bit, desperate situation. The second Shemitah, they asked in Europe if they could do it, if they could make the Mechira, and whoever it was who told them that yes, they could. Um, the, the local Rabbanim in Ertso were still apprehensive. The Eder was apprehensive about doing the Mechira. They said, go to the Rav in Yafo, which was not Rav Kut then. Go to the Rav in Yafo, and he'll do the Mechira for you, and he did. Um, whoever that person was. Um, by the time the next Shemitah came around, it had sort of been part of the, the office of the Rav of Yafo was to do the Mechira, and that by that point, Rav Kook was, was the Rav of Yafo, and he, it sort of became, it was like part of his job. So part of what he did was to do the Mechira. So Rav Kook wrote much about it, and was supported it. Now, most people, okay, well, I'm going to continue, and come back to this in a second. And, and later, you know, many years later, you know, 30, 40, 50 years later, Mechazanish came to Eretz He was from the pe- strong people who uh, argued with the Hetem and said that it's not a it's not appropriate, we should not be doing it. Again, there were people discussing this before, during, and after. Uh, but those are two people who are well-known to be involved in it. Now, most people look at it, most people take it as, Rav Cook said, 
that's what you could do, it's 100% no questions, that's what Chathila, and the Chathila said, absolutely, it's horrific, it's terrible, even with the other okay. So I just want to bring you quotes from each of them, just to show you that those extremes are not exactly accurate. Okay, and this is, um, this is, okay, this is a quote uh, from, from one of Cook's farm, it's from Mishpatkar. There's nothing to talk about. It's fine. However, even so, we should do whatever we can. Even so, not even though we do have the machine, we should do whatever we can. Say, Yidden living in Eretz Yisrael should be able to do keep shmita the way they're supposed to. <coughs> they should do it the way they're supposed to. And any part of Eretz Yisrael that we that people are able to be keep the mitzvah the way they're supposed to, we should be thrilled that people sh- are able to talk and keep mitzvah shmita the way they're supposed to. Um, but, you know, Lamais is, we, we can't look down at the people who are, who are keeping, who are following the Hefter because, um, even though it's not, it's not the best thing to do, to have them have and, and never we feel bad that we're in such a massive that we have no choice but to rely on the Hefter Mechira. Like, never, what can we do? We're in Eretz Yisrael, we have no choice but to do it. But even so, um, we should, what should we do? Lamais is, um, it works, and therefore, for what it's worth, we, sh- we shouldn't, you know, make the people, so to speak, feel bad that they're um, doing the wrong thing. Okay, so even though he's in din, he's saying yes, it's okay to do the mechira. Yes, it's fine, and he he actually he was the one who did it for them. Uh, but even so, that, that said, that said, by no means did he think that, that was the best choice. If we're stuck and we feel so bad, uh, I can't I can't be as poetic as he is. But how bad he feels that the, that we can't keep that we can't do shmita that we're supposed. Okay, that that cooks. The other side, the other is the chazanish, um, who of course. Um, was, did, was not in favor of the, of the, of the Hector. And he said like this. So he says, whoops, okay, it's going by itself. Uh, those people who sell um, the Hector Mechira, but the part in brackets they're doing by themselves is something we'll talk about next time, why, why that was important. He says, Lamaisa is, they're doing the wrong thing, because the Arab Lamaisa we'll talk about that next time. He says, Lamaisa is, the, the Mechira works, and therefore, um, the food doesn't have kosher shoes, we can talk about that in a second. And so Lamaisa, I wouldn't do it. It's not, it's not a good idea. But if they did it, Yeshua Mamar Shiyis Mechu, and it's okay. I mean, there's something. There's something to it. So again, we're, we're hearing that even though in Din, you'll hear again and again how he disagreed with the Mechiri. Then I think it was, it was we should do it, um, but not in the extreme that we're used to. So who's the Barsamfa that says it's not Chal, or it's not? You can't take. You can't use it. Only in that I know of in very recent times of the people who say that it's completely zero, there's nobody home, there's nothing at all. But, no, again, the Chazish himself, this Chazish himself is saying is that um, he wouldn't do it, and it's not right, but if a person did it, there was what to, there was what to rely on. Is there somebody... Now, well, I have to say something. I have to say something. Zero? Right. Right. Wait, 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 I have to say something. The part that's there in brackets, which we're going to talk about next time, um, and this part about Shlichas and, and Lois Sukhanim is going to be next time, and there's potential that According to Chazanish, if the Mechir is on a certain weight, it would be completely worthless. Okay, we'll talk about that next time. Next time. We'll talk about that going to be for next time, why that should be. But I'm saying is, but in conceptually, did he say that it's completely worthless? No, he didn't say it's completely worthless. He had, he had tightness, and he had lots of pages written about how terrible it is, and what, what technically is right and wrong about it. But I have to say, zero, it's completely worthless. Okay, so just, just a little bit of things in perspective. Well, that's the next time. We'll talk about that next time. That's not for today. Okay. <laughs> What's the matter saying? Because you, how do you tell? Just standing there, you see people working in the field. You don't know. If they that's a good them. question. Okay, I'm not sure the answer question. What? There's a way to do it, but 
Okay, maybe, and, yeah, okay, and the last is, the last is, I'll go through this again, sorry, yes. And the last is, um, Vadya, um, who we'll hear lots from, also. Okay. Um, I, I, one of my last thing, I, I know this is a very long introduction, La- last point here is, is that um, you see, or you get a feeling, we've talked about this before, a feeling, you get a feeling, you get a feeling um, that Chazanish and Rav Kook really came from the same angle. It really came from the same thing they were trying to build the issue of an show. They wanted, they both came in times when, when things were very tenuous and very not clear that things would work at all. Um, as we've mentioned, the Chazanish has tremendous coolers and had a keep shmiter. That was his way of saying, okay, we'll be farmers and we'll keep uh, people, there'll be agriculture in Israel. We have, we've mentioned lots and lots of coolers based on which um, farmers actually able to keep shmiter. And Rukuk came from a different angle, which was, he didn't hold of those coolers. And it was like, well, if we don't give them a way to survive, um, that's, we have to keep people living in Israel from a different angle. Okay. So now on to what we really want to talk about, which is um, the prerequisites for that demichira. What, what do I mean by prerequisites? Next time we'll talk about the actual shadows in the Mechir itself. Okay, but I'm going to t- talk today about three different prerequisites, three different items that need to be in place to be even able to have a Mechir, to even consider having a Mechir. Okay, as opposed to, um, next time is going to be, not, n- next time is not going to be um, the prerequisites, the shadows that are within the Mechir itself. Okay, and the third prerequisites, two of them we've already spoken about. Um, so we'll, we'll move those quickly. And one is... The, the question about Yivol Mahri. We had, we had mentioned, we've mentioned before him, there's a well-known Mahlikas, the Beis Yosef and the Mahbid, where if a guy owns a field in Eretz Yisrael, does his produce have Kedusha Shviyas? Okay? So now, according to the Beis Yosef, it has no Kedusha Shviyas, so there's within, it's possible to make a Mahira. According to the Mahbid, the, the produce still has Kedusha Shviyas, so you haven't really, you haven't completely solved the problem. All you've done is, you've avoided the issue of Svichan. We've mentioned that there's no issue of Svichan on the guy's field, but, but, according to the Mahbid, which the Chazanish wasn't supported, the Chazanish told people to follow the Mahbid, then there's still Kedusha Shvi, there's still an issue to do Malacha, all those, all, everything applies to, if you sold to a guy, so you didn't gain as much by selling, by selling the entire, so you don't have the beginnings, it's a, why I call it prerequisite, you're what missing. Did you what did you gain? According to the Mahbid? Yeah. Nothing. You gain it, that's not Tzichin. You gain it, that's not Tzichin. But, so, it's not Tzichin. So that is to say, it's, that, that's a significant point, because fruits are going to be mutter, even if someone works the land inappropriately, and vegetables would be also, but automatically, it's Svichen. So you see that you didn't have Svichen. But why is there no Svichen? Why is there no Svichen? We, we talked about this. The reason is because Svichen is an Isidro. And the Hazal did, they said Svichen or Asa because they don't want people to go ahead and plant. So they didn't make that Isra on the guy because the guy is feeling, well, here, the guy's going to plant. Well, he doesn't care what we tell him to plant or not to plant. So they didn't make the Isra Svichen the first place. Okay. So, so that is to say, those who are, make, who, who follow, who make that the Mechira, are assuming like the Beis Okay, which is very reputable. Most of the Beis follows that. Most of the people in Eretz follow the Beis Okay, so now, just in this, talking about this Shailah, Rav Kook has a, a, has a big Chiddush to answer a very obvious question. Okay? I don't see so many other people talking about the question, but the, his answer is quite a Chiddush. And the question is like this. He says, if this is din, if it's possible to sell Eretz like we're doing, making a head of we're selling Eretz Yisrael to a guy, and the warning speaks he says, how come nobody did it until now? He says, there are plenty of stories in the Gemara about people who were really in bad shape and really had a hard time keeping Shemitah. How come nobody thought of this Mechir until, I don't know, a thousand years later? Where's everybody been? Why didn't anybody think of this cool until now? What, what's the reason not to have this cool? 
Sounds like a good idea. If we're so smart that we came up with this cool, how come a thousand years ago, two thousand years ago, no one thought of this idea? Your question. And the answer, he gives three answers. Um, one we're going to say later, uh, and one is one now, and that is like this. He says, what did he say? And the third one, I'm not going to Okay. The third one, okay, the third one, I'll tell you what if you want. The third, he says like this. He says, he said, I'll mention the third one when we get to the right place. Okay, he says, he says, the answer is like this. He says, the, even though there's a machlekes, we have a machlekes, whether Yevul Machri has Kedusha Shviz or doesn't have Kedusha Shviz. He says, that's a machlekes that we have today. But Bismarck Gemara, there was no machlekes. Bismarck Gemara, there was a special takana that produce of a guy's field is usher. Minadin wasn't. Minadin, the din is like the Beisayzif. But there was a takana that wanted to be like the Mabit. And he said, with that, he's miyashim, all kinds of riots that there are like to the Mabit, that from the Gemara, that Yavul Nachri is usher. He says, that was all takana Darbanan. Why? Chacham were afraid that a people, if Yavul Nachri would be mutter, people would confuse Yavul Nachri with Yavul Yisrael, and the, the, the produce from the Yitz field, they wouldn't treat the Kedusha Shviyas, so they made a takana that even Yavul Nachri has, no, has Kedusha Shviyas also. It's a takana Darbanan. And that takana but only applied when most of the people in Eretz Yisrael were yitten. That's so in the time of the Gemara, when most of the people in Eretz Yisrael were yitten, then the, there was such a takana. Once everybody left, once most of the people in Eretz Yisrael were Arabs, all of a sudden there was no more takana anymore. And now, so he says, so therefore that takana, it used to be the din was, it used to be the Rabbana, the din was like the Mavit. Once he left Eretz Yisrael, the din became like the Beis Yosef. So they didn't have a Mechira because the Mechira would have done nothing for them. But we can have a Mechira. So he says, so he says, so he says, so he says, well, he, beyond knowing that it went off, the, the, so, the, the, so far we heard two conditions. One is that there was such a takana, there's no Gemara that says such a takana. He's, he's saying that there was such a takana, we have no record that there was such a takana. The second, as he said, is the takana fell away once he had left. That, that's not typical. Most takanas don't fall away when, when the situation changes. So what else, but, what other halakhic event was there? When, when most of them left, that you could say this. I don't know. I, but wait, there's a third part. There's a third part. When Rav Cook was alive, most of the people in Eretz Yisrael were not Jewish. See, he says. But when, and when the day will come, when there will be mainly Yidin living in Eretz Yisrael, like today, when most of the people in Eretz Yisrael will be, will be Yidin, he says, F sure that the Takana won't come back. He says, you know, it was a Takana times a Chazal, but it wasn't even like the Takana was when they're mainly eaten, and that sort of like it goes back and forth, he says, extra that it also won't come back when they're mainly eaten. So there's three steps over here. First of all, he's, he's creating such a takana, saying the takana fell away when Yidin stopped being the majority, and then the takana will not come back when Yidin become the majority again. Okay, each, each of those steps is a chidim. Each one of those is, 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 a, is a, we, would have, we wouldn't have guessed. Each one of those, we didn't know that there was a takana in the first place. We wouldn't guess that the takana would fall apart, and surely, but that it should come back. If there was such a takana when it's mainly Yidin, you think that nowadays that most of the people that are totally Yidin, it should come back. Okay, so he's, but he's using that to explain why until now, until 100 years ago, 150 years ago, no one ever heard of such takana. No one made, so no one made, uh, had the mechira. So this is how he's being miyash of that and trying to fit it into, uh, to everything should make sense. Okay, as, as I mentioned to you, that's quite, quite a chiddush, um, to say this. That it won't come back. So he makes it like, it was like a, a temporary thing now while everyone's here. Once everybody leaves, the takana fell apart, so we, want, we don't need to make a new takana. It's as if, we don't need to make a new, he doesn't say for sure, he says, F sure, that we won't have, that we wouldn't do it again. Uh, but of course, F sure is, I mean, yeah. So those that keep most people are, so to speak, ignoring the question. The original question was, why didn't they think of this a thousand years ago? 
So he has other answers to that question, and you don't have to have an answer to the question. They say, no, 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 they didn't think of it, you know? Like, we're going to get to another one of his answers in a second. But uh, they said, well, I don't know, who knows why there's no, you know, this whole idea is built on that question, and then maybe there's no such thing. Okay. Okay, so the, our second prerequisite to making a mechira is, you have to assume um, that Shemitah nowadays is the Rabbanu. I understand that. Forget about the fact they don't think about it. There's a kasha. Which is? Kasha is now that the Roy is strong. So they don't, they don't even agree there was a Maybe, was, right, maybe the, the original, the question that preempted that, that point, which was, why didn't someone make a, a Hetemachira a thousand years ago? Why didn't it? I don't have to tell you. His answer was because at that time it would have been meaningless to make it. Because it was Takana at that time that things on McGlay's field were awesome anyhow. So they had no value to making a Takana. But if you don't want to bother by the question, or you use one of his other answers, then yeah. Okay, the second thing is, in order to make a Hetem Mechira, you have to say that Shemitah is a drop on it. Why? We're going to hear that there's lots of weaknesses to the het, to the Mechira. There's lots of weaknesses to it. And therefore, in order to say it, the, everyone who says it says, since the thing is that Shemitah nowadays is a drop on it, therefore we could be Mako and do all kinds of things that we're going to do. Okay, and as we've mentioned, we've talked about this before, and that is very well accepted, that Shemitah nowadays is a drop on it. There are two extremes. There are some people who hold that Shemitah nowadays is the Raisin. And the opposite extreme is some people hold there's no Shemitah even with Rabbanon nowadays. Okay, there's two opposites, but the mainstream Shemitah is that it's a Rabbanon. So on this, they're on firm ground to say that the, the Heter is based on Shemitah being Rabbanon, and in fact, it is. That's pretty so well accepted. Why is that? Why, why does the Heter only work? Because if, if we were talking about a Shiloh of the Raisa, all the cools that you have to come on to, no, not inherent, inherent that all the cools you have to be summoned on, which we wouldn't have done that if we were talking about a Raisa. It's a Rabbanon, so they were, but everyone says, and everyone who's Mekel says, and it's a Rabbanon, and therefore I could be willing to be Mekel about all kinds of things. Okay. Um, the, there are those who say, there are those who have an added seer that's related to Shemitah being Rabbanon, which is, we've talked about, that it could be that this year is not Shemitah. It's a question, which year Shemitah was? Which year Shemitah? So they want to be Mitzarev, they want to be Mitzarev, that is an extra, not only Shemitah to draw on but can is a Tziruv, that maybe, it may not be Shemitah altogether. Okay? On this, there's two details to that point. One is, one is, there's something you may know about it, it's almost Pesach already. Um, there's a famous Ran, who talks about Haseba by the Dalit Kaisers. Okay? Who says, when you have a draw on and Tzavik draw on the Kulu will mean that you could be making all that both, because some Torah should do a say by the first two cases, do a say by the last two cases, you say you can make up both, you don't have to do a say at all. When there's a Suffolk Torah will mean you don't do the din at all, then you have to do both. Then there's no Suffolk Torah in the cool. It's a, it's a well-known run about Haseba. So they say, well, maybe we should keep Shemitah then both years nowadays. Because if you say Suffolk Torah in the cool on both years of Shemitah, we should keep it on both. So <laughs> use right, so the Mesa Levy talks about it. Mesa Levy talks about it. It changes. Seven, now it's a couple years away. It, it, it moves depending on where you are, which years you are, how many years apart it might be. Um, so the, the, so the base lady talks about this, uh, uh, but what I say is, it can say that whole Gufa is a raya that it's not really considered a Suffolk anymore. It may not be a Suffolk anymore what year Shemitah is. And there's a very, it's other passing that Shemitah is this year. There was once a Mahalakas Rishayim, but it's not a Mahalakas anymore, can then we, we're settled, we're not, we don't have a Suffolk anymore. Okay. The second thing is, um, the second part was that Rav Cook. Um, that's what of course one of his other answers as to why they didn't have the Hetamakira back in the times of the Gemara is because in the times of the Gemara they knew what Shemitah was. They didn't have this added tzirif that we were supposed about what Shemitah is. But we had the added tzirif, so we, we can't say that was one of his other That was the answer I was not going to say. Okay. The third answer I'm going to say in a second. Okay. And you'll remember when Rabbi Ramon was here, he said to us, 
he said that this was the thing, the, 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 the really exciting part of the shir. He said to us, is, he says, the whole Hatamahira is based, one of its legs that it's standing on it, that Shemitah's drop on him, he says, soon, Mashiach is coming, and Shemitah's not going to be drop on him, so we have to be ready. He says, if Hatamahira is our only way to live with Shemitah, what's going to happen tomorrow? Mashiach is going to come, we'll have, no way to, we'll have no way to survive. So we have to think of Eitzes nowadays, of how we're going to survive, we have to be prepared already now, for when Mashiach is going to come, and so we have to think about that. So don't just say, oh, I have Hatamahira. You have to be a little, you know, plan for the future. Tomorrow Mashiach is going to come, we have to be yeah, Rabbi Ramon is not a big believer. He's, he's for people who are stuck. He says yes, but he his aides he, he looks for other ways of dealing with shmita. Uh, so we don't have to worry about it because it's, if it's only based on shmita being drabbanan, tomorrow's not going to be drabbanan. You know, Mashiach going to come with all be drabbanan. We better be ready. Okay, that's a, a different angle. On this. Okay, anyhow. Okay. Well, okay. We can start out with the shmita just like we did when we yeah, before years got it. Yeah. So. Yeah, but it'll be the right, sir. Once, once, you know, we meet all the conditions that we need for me to speak to the... I mean, but if she comes, you know... I think it goes over if she comes, we'll... We'll figure out... I'll find solutions. Uh, That's solutions. Okay. Okay. Those are the issues. Okay. Come to the middle of years. The stuff that we will be Michael and Kennedy. Uh, yeah, okay. We'll deal with that. There's been a lot like that that it said that Schmidt is a different theory based based on the fact that we're not that we're not doing the oil. Yes. Correct. Let's do those with you. So it's pushed in... Yes. So the years are separated from each other. Correct. Okay. The last, the last of the what I call prerequisites to have Shemitah is. I can get to you. I'm going to you a second. The, 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 the last, the last of the prerequisites, the last of the prerequisites to have Hetamachira uh, is a Shasatchak. We have to be in a desperate situation. When when they first mentioned, came up with this idea of Hetamachira, they said things like this. This is the kind of things that people say. They said, you know, like things are like so bad in nowadays um, that if we're going to keep Shemitah, and they're going to steal our lands, you know, the Eden were in charge, and so they're going to steal our land because if you don't work your land, some, I didn't exactly get this, but some if you don't work your land, then they could steal it. But if you did work it, then they wouldn't steal it. I didn't get exactly how that worked. But somehow, in, you know, in their minds, if you weren't working, they were allowed to take it from you. Something, I don't know exactly. Um, so things, things are really bad news over there, and because it's terrible shots of clock, that's why they make them. Okay? Just as an aside, once I mentioned this part about the Goyim stealing the lands, um, someone told me, I, I'm trying to, I don't remember who said it, um, <coughs> that Rabbi Yashiv originally, originally was, I don't, I, I don't know if you want to use the word that he was in favor of the Hattamahira, but he was supported or was, you know, willing to take that people should follow the Hattamahira until uh, 1948. Um, when the Yidden became in charge of Eretz Yisrael, this is the way it was told me, when the Yidden became in charge of Eretz Yisrael, and this idea that they were going to lose their lands um, fell away, now Yidden were in charge. It was, now, no, now the government was supportive of the Jews rather than being, you know, ambivalent or, or antagonistic. So at that point, uh, he switched sides. They said, no, at this point, there's no basis for a Hetem here. Okay? Whether, whether that's true or not, I'm not sure. But uh, that's what supposedly, that's what he changed based on this part. There was no more Hanukkah, Yichub, Zelos, and Okay. Anyhow, so... The, the, if, you, if, you're, if you want to know how important this is, I mean, everybody mentions the Tchat. Rabbi Vadi's last truva is completely about that, about why, since things are so bad, we could be Samachan, all kinds of shittas that we wouldn't have thought of being Samachan, um, because things are so bad. Okay, so now, I'm, I'm not going to talk about whether that's accurate or not. In other words, is that true? If things are so bad, could you be Samachan? How much of a das yachid could you be Samachan? Or could you be Samachan a das yachid even to be Irvin Issa the Raisa? There's all kinds of shilas about whether that's true, since it's such a shasat could be some. We'll, we'll accept that if it's a shasat could be some 
unusual shitas. But there's three questions about it. Okay, three questions about it. First is, to me, the most simple question. It, it's true, or we, we've been told that it's true, that back in the 1800s, things were awful. Okay? Yidin were literally starving to death if they didn't um, have some way to take care of their farm one more day. The Amamas hand, you know, day to day they were living on it, and there was no, there was no way to survive um, that they could see without Adam Khira. They couldn't survive without, by keeping Shemitah. Okay, the, the, the Goyim were going to steal their lands. They, they were going to start, they were living, they had nothing to, they were poor as anything. So to tell them for a whole year you're not going to work, to them there was no way that they could imagine someone could survive like that. But nowadays, we don't, we don't see ourselves to be in that kind of situation. I mean, we, the way we envision it, the people living in Eretz Yisrael, maybe they don't live on the same scene that we do, but they're, we would guess that they're way ahead of the way they were in the second base. I mean, things are very stable, and there's lots of, um, they're a lot more put together than they were in the 1800s. In the 1800s, they said, you know, and if we don't grow our own stuff, no one's going to sell us produce. That's what they said. No one's going to sell us anything. We have nothing to eat. Because none of the neighbors, none of the Arabs around here would ever sell to us. That's not true in Eretz Yisrael. Eretz they buy from all over the world. Maybe their immediate neighbors don't sell to them, but they buy from all over the world. It's not like they're going to starve to death. There's plenty to eat there. Um, not only that, nowadays we have two other answers of how they can eat. They could survive. And, 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 and the farmers could survive. We have greenhouses and Eutzebezen, both of which we've talked about a certain amount, um, about ways that you could survive that didn't exist in the 1800s. So, so actually, what everybody said in the 1800s about why you could make a head to Mechir because things were so bad, Paul Kufa maybe tells us that we should not be making the Mechira now. You can't say to me, well, you know, Rabbi Yitzhak said that you can make the Mechira. In the 1800s, he was making, told me to make the Mechira. Yeah, he told me to make the Mechira because things were so bad. He wasn't dealing with today's situation. So the fact that it was so bad then and we were suddenly on the coolest, why is that a right that you could do it today? Today, do you think that we have it worse than they had it in the times of this meeting? No. We, it's similar. Shemitah is a hard mitzvah. Uh, we, it's easy for us to keep Shemitah. You know, we live in America. But Shemitah is a hard mitzvah. So, of course, it's going to be hard for everyone to keep it. But do, they have, do we have this super dorkat that they had in the 1800s? I don't think so. So, it's, it's, harder, to, it's harder to say what we're going to justify being make because of the dorkat goggle that they had when that, that doesn't exist anymore. So, it seems that sooner or later you have to say, okay, now we can't do it here anymore because we don't have that dorkat anymore. Okay, so, two things about that. Um, one is that Ravadi um, brings a quote from Rav Kook. I, I couldn't find it, but I'm sure it's there because he might have a whole quote from him, who says that even though in my time, this is Rav Kook who's just at the very beginning of when the Hetem Mechira started, even though in my time things are not as bad as when they were originally Mekel, you know, the original Mechila, I don't know, 14 or 21 years ago, it's not as bad as it was then. Even so, what I say is, we have to be mekel to help. He brings you shalmi that you have to do. A, uh, you have to do take coolest to help Gidden, and you have to help people out. So he was saying, even though it's not as bad. So to me, I, I don't see that really answer the question. Maybe it answer the question for him. Maybe for that time, but you know, we're a hundred years later. Um, at, at a certain point, you have to say, it's not any, any terrible situation anymore. Okay? But the, the other thing is, the third answer I, had, I said, I'll tell you. Rav Kook gives to his question. He asked the question. He says, how come in the days of the Mishnahis and the Gemara, the, nobody said that you should do a Mechira? There was no, no such idea was brought up you should make a Mechira. And we're waking up with this idea now. So he says, one of his answers is, the answer which I think he seems to favor, uh, is like this. He says, 
Everybody always knew. Chacham already always knew that you could make a mechir. That was partially that you could do such a thing. He says, but they didn't want to let people know about it. They were like sort of keeping it quiet because Lamaisa is you're supposed to keep Shemitah. They didn't want to let people get off the hook and avoid Shemitah. So they just kept it quiet. In, in the back of their minds, they knew there was such a thing, but they kept it quiet. They didn't bother to tell it. But then, when things got really bad, then the, the Chacham of the time chose to, so to speak, let it out of the bag and let people know they could make a Mechira. So, the reason why Chacham didn't say it is not because you couldn't say it. They could have said it just then, fine also. But, they didn't want to say it. Now things got really bad, so we let it out of the bag. And he says, he somewhat compares it to, in this way to Mechira's Chametz. The Mechira's Chametz, actually Chazal talk about it, it comes from a Tesefta. They can make Mechira's Chametz the way we do it is in a Tesefta. But, by no means was Mechira's Chametz popular the way it is today. Because? Because Seth says, even though you know the guy's going to sell back to you, you have to pay Seth. It says, you could, you could sell to the guy, but the case in Seth is a guy stuck on a boat. He has no way to get rid of his chametz, because him and his chametz are not next to each other. So it says, you should sell to the guy, and even though he knows the guy's going to sell back to him, if the, if the pesa, it's okay, he can do it anyhow, because the man says it's the mechir. But, I don't remember the that way, but I think it was a wholesale gimmick like we do today. So, so, so Rav Kook says, so says like this. He says, really, it was valid and it could have been done. Chacham did not encourage people to do that. He's supposed to get rid of your chametz. So of course he's supposed to get rid of your chametz. That's how he says, don't own any chametz. Let's get rid of it. He says, but, and then originally, so that's what it was. Then came a time that a lot of didn't start doing it because people owned uh, distilleries. And basically, they couldn't get rid of the chametz. In, in a sense, they couldn't get rid of it because the whole, the whole business of whiskey is to hold it for many years. It doesn't make how much is get rid of it every Pesach. So then it became more popular to use this cooler, which was known. Chum sort of like let it out that people should do this cooler. And what happened is from there it spread to the Hamoinah. And at this point, people make mechiris chametz. They don't think about my in a desperate situation. I have a box of Cheerios in my closet. Do I think about, oh my gosh, if I get rid of these Cheerios, I'm not going to have to balance my, my checkbook next month. If I get rid of this box of Cheerios, no, people don't think like that. They just sell chametz not. They don't care at all. So, so once the Chacham let it out of the bag for the people who really had a desperate situation, in this case it's the whiskey people, once it let out of the bag for those people, then it just spread and everybody took advantage of it and did whatever they wanted to. So the Doichach is not to say that you can only be make of this a Doichach. The Doichach is to justify letting it out of the bag. Once the Chacham let it out of the bag, then everybody wants to could take advantage of it. Okay, um, obviously you could question that, but that, that's how he, that's one of the quick's answers to that question, and how he would explain it. even the Dachet for us is by no means what it was 150 years ago. That's right, the Dachet just was the reason why the Chacham of the time chose to let people do it, but doesn't have to be, exist anymore. Okay, okay a second question. This is basically his question. Basically is like this. He says, the only time it's appropriate to say that when telling the Shas of Chat, you could be Mekel, you could be selling on coolers and sheetahs and whatever it is, when is when the dechak and the, and, the, and the mitzvah are separate from one another. He says, when, when there are two things that are separate from one another, then he says the dechak justifies being selling on, on a sheetah that's mekel. He says, but in Shemitah, so he says, for example, I, I don't know if he says this, but for example, the Gemara says, Misham Arnuna, the, the, the non-Jews who ruled, who ran Eretz Yisrael, forced the Yidin to pay a certain tax, and therefore the, yidin, the Chacham were made about certain dinner of Shemitah to let Yidin do things on Shemitah they shouldn't otherwise do in order to pay this tax. So, the mitzvah of Shemitah was the mitzvah of Shemitah, but there was an outside factor. Excuse me, there was this Arnuna that they had to pay that was causing them a problem, so Chacham said, that Chacham justifies being made about certain things. Um, or we can even maybe say, 
if I oh, I have a piece of land and the guy is going to steal my land on Shemitah if I don't take care, if I don't work my land, so you can say that outside Chak maybe would justify being make about certain dinner of Shemitah. But, Today, the reason why the person wants to be Mako is not because of an outside Chak, it's because Shemitah is hard. He just wants to make it because, now I work for a whole year, how can I do that? Well, that's the mitzvah. So how can you say that the Shasat Chak allows me to be Mako about things? The Shasat Chak is not outside of the mitzvah, the Chak is the mitzvah. You say, you know, I can't keep Shabbos, because I don't keep Shabbos, I'm not going to make any, I won't have any money. Well, but that's the mitzvah. That, that is the mitzvah. You can't say that that Chak allows me to be so much on a Shita HaMekila. It doesn't, doesn't look like that. You're going to make up this, uh, something. Right, good example. Okay, you, you say I don't want to go to war because that's psychotic. If you go to war, they shoot real bullets at you. You know, they might kill me. You know, that's ridiculous because <laughs> that's the mitzvah. Mitzvah is to fight. So you have, you have, you, you, psychotic doesn't play a role over here. So how can, so you basically says, how can you say that the shasat chak of shmita is going to be makel allow you to 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 do to do whatever cool you want to do? He says if there's an outside shasat chak, like the Gemara's case of Arnuno, that's an outside thing. Then you could say you know be some kind of shasat chak. But there is to say I have a shasat chak because the mitzvah itself. Hard, he says that doesn't go to call that a that doesn't justify being maker. Okay, the last is the last is which is related to the second one is um, that we want we this would be saying that there's a there's a track, and therefore because of the difficulty of keeping shmita, therefore we have to be made about certain things. He says, well, what happened to the fact that the Russian told us that if we keep shmita, he's going to take care of us. So you, so if you're a private farmer, maybe you're a little religious or you're not religious or whatever you are, and you don't you don't trust what Hashem said. So you feel the need to go sell your land because you say, How am I gonna survive? I don't believe Hashem's gonna take care of me. He says, but think about it from the rabbinic side, the Rabbanim who are making the Bahira. When someone says to them, please sell my land because I wanna I, I'm gonna die otherwise, shouldn't the response be shouldn't the response be, No, it's not a shasatak, Hashem's gonna take care of you. So why are you telling me you have a shasatak when you don't have a shasatak? You, you have money in the bank coming to you. That one. You know it's going to be a track. You know it's going to be a track because he goofed part of the business was that there's a track. Right. And now you're saying... No, 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 no. It's... It, it, it's <coughs> the, to justify it, I have a track because forget about the big talk. I'll talk more about, about the hot talk in a second. You see, the mitzvah itself was hard. Well, that, that's not a justification for the maker. Now I'm saying is, let's say you got over that. You said, yo, I'm, I'm, it's a really bad situation. But Hashem says he's going to take care of you. So you don't even have a bad situation. It's not bad. It's not going to be... It's not, it's not at all. Hashem's going to take care of you. So why are you telling people that it's a Makkum Tchak? Hashem's going to take care of you. There's, there's a rich uncle who's going to take care of you. Tchak is part of the mitzvah. Okay, well, you could quote what you want to. The, the, the people, what I'm saying is, one side is, there's no Tchak. The other side is, you think it's bad because it's hard to keep Shemitah? Okay, well, that's, that's just what you have to Too bad on you. If, if that's what comes along with the Rizkar, they're too bad. You can't say, that's my, my excuse to not keep the bit. A little bit, okay. A little bit, that's what you're trying to That's the problem. So now, you should know, we talked about it once before. We talked about this. Yeah, about that whether there is a Haftacha nowadays. Okay? So it happens to be, happens to be, I don't have the quote here in front of me, but quote, hell, like those sheets that there is no Haftacha nowadays. When Mitzvah is there's no Haftacha. Uh, and there are, it's, a, it's a Shiloh, whether there is... No, it's a, it's a Shiloh. It's a Machot, it's an Achorinim. Whether there is or is not a Haftacha nowadays. About whether whether nowadays the treat is on the Darbanon, does the Haftacha come along with that? Um, which very much plays into this question. If you hold that there is a Haftacha nowadays, then I'm not saying that the people won't ask for the Mechira. I'm not saying they won't ask because they might not believe in the Haftacha. But I'm asking, for, I'm just pointing out from, from the rabbinic side of it, how do the, how do the, the, 
Poiskim say it's okay because it's such a sad subchad. Well, why is that the response? The response should be is. Yeah, you know, I'm not saying. I mean, the facts were there were alcohol, so it's just a fact. It's like. Well, do what? Pick your test to determine whether it's hack or not, okay? And we'll see if we are. <laughs> it's a fact. So you need parents. I mean, the, the facts are the facts. Okay, so what you so what you're saying is so what you're saying is what you're saying is the Chazanish says Chazanish says when I get so the Chazanish says maybe this is what you mean I wasn't going to say this but the Chazanish says Chazanish says that um, even though the Haftocha applies even when Shemitah is Rabbanon there are times that the generation is not right for the bracha anyhow or individuals who are not right for the bracha anyhow and therefore he says the Chazanish says he says and therefore the Chachamim took certain coolers because they knew people were going to get the the, the bracha anyhow. Okay, so maybe that's what you're saying. We're looking around to us, look around Lamaisa, people are dying like flies. So we say, listen here, you know, it's, it's, uh, we obviously we're not fit for it. Okay, so maybe that's an answer. Maybe that answers this question. Um, that they, they saw that Lamaisa is, maybe theoretically there's a half talk, but Lamaisa, we're not getting the half talk. Uh, maybe that's it. You know, he should be poor and he should starve. And then when he starves, he says, it's your fault because you're not really. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyhow, so, so one last pride over here is that the, the, the point of my la- this discussion is to us to question whether the Shasakak, that was the justification for being Makal, really um, is, is appropriate. And if it's appropriate nowadays, we'll call it like that. And to that, I'll just throw in the, my last point here is that um, many years ago, uh, Rav Salvechik told the OU that they should not be some of to mechira for uh, things that they give hashkacha to. And the reason is because, I don't know what he told people privately about that. He told, he told the OU, I've heard that he told private people also, and he said like this. He says, the whole basis for being making a mechira was the shas He says, the shas is appropriate for farmers and individuals who live in Eretz Yisrael. The farmer is desperate, he needs to make parnosa. The people are desperate, they need to eat. So th- then there's the beginning of a discussion of maybe we should have a hetem mechira. That's the beginning of the discussion. He says, but us living in America, we don't have a tchad. What is it, what's, it, what's, what's, what's the problem for me? So if I can't buy red peppers in Costco, I'll buy red peppers in Ted. I mean, what's, what's my tchad over here? Farmers sell to somebody. There's loads of people to sell to. Most of the, most of the people who the farmers sell to are not me. Most people who sell to Europe and Russia and, and well, to anybody else in Costco. They don't have to sell it to me specifically. They sell it to anybody. That's a question. What? What's your question? I mean, the whole, you see, you're doing it for the farmer. The farmer's, so, it's not like the farmers eat the peppers. If you don't, if, if you go to if you go to Costco and instead of buying the red peppers in Costco, you say I won't buy them here. I'm going to Ted's. What's, what, 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 what's, what's going on my bag? What I don't need the cooler. Now, if you say the the Yidlivian Cholon needs to buy it because if the locals don't buy it, these people won't have a market. That's one thing. But to say is the people in Chicago, so we don't need the red peppers. So what? So so we don't need the peppers. What, what's it going to? It's not going to affect their market in any significant way that I don't buy their peppers. Um, now, you could argue that it affects it if the Hashkachas won't take it. That you could argue. But, but on individual, and, and he, so he told, and though you accepted that, though you won't accept Hetem Mechira, all the Hashkachas, all the mainstream Hashkachas also don't accept Hetem Some of them for this reason, some of them for other reasons, um, but it has become mainstream not to accept that. But this, this was, Rosal how he directed OU was whether the Mechira is good or not is like, so to speak, a, a side question, but for you it's not appropriate. For an American Hashkacha, he said that he told them that it was not appropriate um, to be so hard. Even though 